to the Vascular Forum podcast. My name is Agla Cavalloneta. And my name is Melina Benalicenina. This month's European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, Editor's Choice is Nationwide Analysis of Patients Undergoing Iliac Artery Aneurysm Repair in the Netherlands by Dr. Jalal Zadek and colleagues. In contrast to extensive research on abdominal aortic aneurysms, there is little evidence regarding the natural history, management options, and outcomes of isolated iliac artery aneurysms. Therefore, recommendations about this entity come basically from consensus. What does this study aim to provide in this setting? The authors analyzed data from the Dutch Surgical Aneurysm Audit to determine primarily the maximum iliac artery aneurysm diameters at the time of elective and ruptured repair to try to supply some evidence to the threshold diameter recommended for elective repair. Secondary objectives were to present and compare clinical outcomes after open repair and EVAR and to determine risk factors for postoperative mortality. Let's remind our listeners that the Dutch Surgical Aneurysm Audit is a nationwide prospective registry of all patients undergoing aortic or iliac aneurysm repair in the Netherlands, mandatory for all hospitals carrying out aneurysm repair. What patients did they select? The author selected all patients who underwent primary repair of a symptomatic or ruptured iliac artery aneurysm between January 2014 and December 2017. They include patients undergoing conversions during initial repair, but excluded late conversions and those with missing essential predefined variables. What were the endpoints? They were the maximum iliac artery diameter in millimeters without specification of the imaging modality used, postoperative 30-day and in-hospital mortality, and postoperative complications. So how many patients are we talking about? The study included 851 patients with a mean age of 71 years, 91% of them men. Half of them had some form of cardiac disease and 20% pulmonary disease. 713 of the cases were elective, 102 ruptured, and 36 symptomatic. 618 underwent EVAR, 205 open repair, and 28 hybrid conversions or other forms of repair. Let's take a look first at the primary endpoint. What were the diameters of the asymptomatic and ruptured iliac aneurysms at the time of repair? The diameter data was available for 706 out of the 713 patients undergoing elective repair and 90 out of the 102 patients undergoing urgent repair for rupture. Their mean diameters were 43 and 68 millimeters respectively, significantly larger for ruptured aneurysms. 10% of the asymptomatic aneurysms were repaired at a diameter smaller than 35 millimeters, the now recommended threshold for elective repair, but recommended previously at 30 millimeters. At the time of rupture, 4% of the iliac aneurysms were smaller than 30 millimeters, 3% were 30 to 34 millimeters in size, and 2% 35 to 39 millimeters. So 90% of all the aneurysms ruptured at size larger than 40 millimeters a few larger than 100 millimeters, with a median of 68 millimeters. We do not know the size of the aneurysms, both asymptomatic and ruptured, which were managed conservatively. Abdominal aortic aneurysms have been reported to rupture at smaller sizes in women, and elective repair may be considered at a slightly lower threshold for women. Were there differences in size for elective or ruptured iliac aneurysms in men and women in this study? 
No, the mean diameters were comparable in men and women for both elective procedures, 43 and 42.5 millimeters, and rupture scenarios, 68.5 and 63 millimeters. Let's move on to the secondary outcomes, post-operative mortality and morbidity. Early mortality was 1.3% after elective procedures, similar for open and endovascular techniques, 2.6% and 0.9% respectively. In contrast, early mortality was 25.5% after ruptured repair, statistically similar after open and endovascular procedures, 32.5% and 17.5%. Postoperative complications were more common after elective open repair, 34%, versus elective EVAR, 13.8%, mainly abdominal and pulmonary complications after open repair, and arterial occlusions and endograph-related complications after EVAR. Postoperative complication rates were similar after open or endovascular repair of ruptured aneurysms. Intensive care and overall hospital stay was longer after open procedures in both the elective and the emergency settings. Early readmissions were similar for all subgroups as well. These are the 30-day outcomes. The study offers no data beyond the first month. Was there a difference in morbidity and mortality between men and women as has been described for abdominal aortic aneurysm repair. The number of patients and events in the male and female subgroups did not allow statistical assessment of morbidity or mortality differences. And finally, what about the risk factors for post-operative mortality? None of the available baseline patient characteristics age, sex, cardiac or pulmonary disease, aneurysm diameter, method of repair, open or endo, etc. was associated with early mortality after elective repair. For ruptured repair, Preoperative serum creatinine was the only variable associated with early mortality in univariate analysis. It was not possible to carry out a multivariate analysis because the absolute mortality numbers were low and because some baseline variables were too rare to enable valid odds ratio calculations. What are the implications of these findings for clinical practice? The current findings seem to support the recent recommendation of raising the threshold for elective repair of iliac aneurysms from 30 to 35 millimeters, described in the latest ESVS 2019 Clinical Practice Guidelines on the Management of Abdominal Aortoiliac Artery Aneurysms. It is, however, an observational study, where associations can be inferred but cause effect cannot be established. This study is limited to repaired aneurysms and we would need the data and events of the aneurysms that were not repaired, that is, complete natural history of large cohorts, to get the complete picture. And we would also need RCTs like UKSAT, ADAM, Pivotal and CSER trials performed in AAA patients for conclusive management decisions. Regarding modality of repair, the results obtained in this registry are more favorable for elective EVAR at 30 days, but the lack of follow-up does not allow to make a general EVAFERS recommendation policy. Mid- and long-term results are essential too. The small numbers in the ruptured group, 57 EVAR and 40 open procedures, do not allow valid conclusions about management choice. What are the limitations of the study that we should take into account? I mentioned a few before. It is an observational study. The inclusion criteria is biased towards patients having undergone repair, excluding those managed conservatively and the post-operative results are only limited to the first 30 days. Additionally, the method for diameter measurement was not standardized, so it is unclear which and how many correspond to CT and which and how many to ultrasound, which carries a non-negligible margin of error. Also, the cohort does not specify the location of the iliac aneurysms. 
There are clues in previous studies suggesting different behavior of common iliac and internal iliac artery aneurysms, which would likely need different management approaches and or thresholds, and this study does not help enlighten this point. Still, with no ongoing trials addressing management of iliac artery aneurysms, this is the largest observational study to date reporting diameters at the time of repair and adds to the limited available data. Of course, and it will be taken into account in future guideline updates for sure. We invite you to read the full text paper in the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, Year 2020, Volume 60, Issue 1, pages 49 to 55. It is open access, so available for everyone. Thank you, Agla. Thank you, Melina, and all of you for listening. Look out for more ESVS podcasts in SoundCloud, Spotify, and the Vascular Forum webpage. Talk to you soon, everyone. Best wishes. Bye. Bye. Bye.